Hey everyone, it's Jano Inside Time in our freshly festivised Red Men TV studio. Um, is that I didn't get the call about the Christmas, could have put a Christmas jumper on for you. Ne- next time. Yeah, we'll, no, we'll, we'll really hit them, you know. Really? Uh, yeah, one of them. Not even in like an ironic kind of way? It, no, it'd have to be a, a borderline sort of one that I'd wear anyway. Okay. <laughs> that's yeah, the yeah, only yeah. concession I'm prepared yeah. to make. Do you, what about, is your house like that as well? Well, no, <laughs> funny, my house, we've been having a new floor put down, so... That was been my excuse. Is like we can't do anything more. And now it's down, and so you've got to the tree. You'll have to go. Got to yeah, engage. Yeah, oh, yeah, good, good. Yeah, get stuck know. in. Dive right, dive right. Got, got a smile now. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, lockdown restrictions. Oh, suck it all <laughs> up. Yeah, great. Um, right, so uh, of course it's great to have Neil uh, in the studio with us. If you're a club legend and you're in the Discord chat, we're live, so you can send some questions in for him. Uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit of fallout from AC Milan, uh, including Nat Phillips, Divock Origi, uh, a little bit on Max Waltman, who I'd never heard of prior to uh, midweek, which is great. Uh, some stuff on Afcon. Genie Wijnaldum's potential availability and Liverpool uh, in the race for Jude Bellingham. Uh, true or false? We will answer that question a little bit later on. Um, but look, let's start AC Milan. Um, it's brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was really good. Yeah, I, I, you could see the pride in Jurgen Klopp, couldn't you? Afterwards, and I thought it was quite, quite nice just to see a manager who. I mean, what he was basically saying was. I thought it was going to be terrible. It was great, <laughs> wasn't it? I think that's what the sort of the vibe I got from his interviews. Like I was sort of, you know, thinking, oh, you know, we're going to get beat here, probably, aren't we? And he didn't. He played really well and deserved the win. Six out of six. You know, history made again by this team. Mo Salah scored and means you can take him off and he's not going to kill you, which is always nice. <laughs> you've got young players, obviously, getting games. You've got players who need minutes getting games, doing well as well. So it was a there was a lot to like about it, and I, I think as well, you know. Jürgen bought in. I think was it. I think he did say. There was a lot of people kept saying it, and I, it was driving me mad. I, I listened to the BBC podcast. He kept saying Liverpool's first ever competitive game in the San Siro. I was like, no, that's it's against AC Milan. Yeah, it's against yeah. AC Milan. Come yeah, on, yeah. keep adding the caveat. Well, yeah. But for Jürgen, I think it was his first competitive game in the San Siro. So yeah. I think he quite bought into that. Do you no, think that was people falling well. foul of the fact that they've had different names for it? Like, so, like, it was like the Giuseppe Miazza. Maybe, was it, maybe, you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like the Reebok and the Macron and, <laughs> and the <laughs> yeah. University of Bolton Stadium now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'll, it'll always, it's, it's, that's very modern um, refusal. Is that people have like Snickers and Marathon, they won't, they won't call it, yeah. they call it a Marathon instead of a Snickers. Yeah. I'm like that with the Reebok. It'll Open always be the Reebok to me, but yeah. even that's very commercial and yeah. very um, modern. And the Echo, the Echo Arena? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the M&S yeah, well, Bank Arena. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, yeah, 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 definitely. <laughs> um, no, I, I, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved the fact that yeah, yeah, can clearly beaming with the whole thing. Yeah. Um, one of the players uh, who obviously started again as he did, you know, last season. One of the absolute heroes of Liverpool's disastrous uh, campaign last year, Nat Phillips, uh, the San Siro Cruyff Turn King, as we're now calling him. I mean, for a start, like that moment is. You know, you've got these things where you've got this player and, and there's a lot of questions about whether he could handle it. And not because I think anyone's got any doubts over his ability anymore. Yeah. He's just not played. Like, yeah, we had the conversation yeah, yeah. on the show a few weeks ago that he like, actively asked to play for the under-23 yeah, so he yeah, could yeah. get a game. Um, and he, and he even, in fact, you were saying, he was saying that there now he was he, he was feeling it he because he'd up. not played he a lot of footy. Yeah, and he cramped up a little bit in, in, in Milan, didn't he? Obviously, you're right. Like I mean, fantastic, isn't it? And he is... I think he'll be. He should be held up as an example to to everyone. So you know when you get those players, 
I'm not saying at Liverpool really, but you do get a lot of allowances made, but he hasn't played, you know, like, so you sort of, you have to forgive the rust. And, and you do, of course. But blimey, when he's thrown in, what he does, you know, he, he delivers. You think about that Everton game that he played in the, in the Cup, his yeah. first ever game for Liverpool senior team. And he, you know, he had, to, of course, he started a bit rusty and had a few problems, but he, what, a, what a performance. You know, plays in a win at Anfield, goes off to Stuttgart then. You think of him coming in, I think his first Premier League game was against West Ham, against Mikhail Antonio, I think it was. Uh, I might be wrong there, actually. It might be. It might have been Ale. Mm-hmm. I think Antonio might have been suspended. But um, comes in, plays plays the game. Then you think about his first Champions League game, I believe, was a knockout game, Leipzig, when you're saying, oh, these are a good side, and yeah. he just comes in, yeah, no problem, fine. Just keeps on delivering when he's needed to deliver. And, like... I mean that's it is iconic. I always remember Naby Keita doing one in his first one of his first games at Crystal Palace. I think Andros Townsend comes yeah. steaming in and ended up flying. Like I think he just saw Andros Townsend done the old jog past, pretend I didn't want the bus anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, but Frank Kessier's one is even better, isn't it? Because it's just like you're, it's like literally like whoa, who put yeah. that trapdoor there? Yeah, and yeah. he just goes flying. It was brilliant to see. And there was some lovely quotes from Jürgen last week about Lewandowski, wasn't there? Where he compared them. You know, I, I did text Nat about it. I said. The Bolton Barese or the Lancashire Lewandowski, and he sent, he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Oh, this is what the manager said." And he was like, "Blimey!" He said, "I just have to add that to my collection." You know, the lads call me Kierlini. I've got the Bolton Barese sort of. There's that picture of him as they're lifting the, um, the Ballon d'Or, the Ballon d'Or. Um, and now it's Klopp's comparing him to the, you know the, the man who's probably gonna get a um, what's it called a retrospective Ballon d'Or. Yeah. So yeah, but but he's more than that, isn't he? You know, like that. I, I did speak to him about this in the past. I said, you know. Does, do you feel a little bit like people are taking the mick? You know, like it's a bit sort of like, oh, isn't it funny? You know, you're not Phillips, but actually, he's not. Is he's a good player? Yeah, he's a good centre back. And, and the, I think about like um, he's not Eric Meyer. Yeah. Who who was he was he was a bit of a joke yeah, figure. Yeah, like yeah. he got a song. Yeah. And we everyone loved him for literally no reason no whatsoever. Reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not that. Yeah. That's a, I mean that's another great point, isn't it? But like when you talk about the depth of Liverpool squads, <laughs> even these lads who should be comedic almost cult heroes yeah, yeah. are actually capable of creeping to any well, single well, players just, for death just, in the sense just think about how many players and good players as well or you know players who were signed with some reputation Eric Meyer is a good example there's others obviously Sean Dundee would be another one that springs to mind you know Jean-Michel Ferry who, who come in and they leave Liverpool and what they're remembered for is he did nothing yeah Whereas Nat Phillips will be the one player, probably in this squad, who maybe this is a bad thing to say, but he'll probably get. To, he's the one who won't get to the highest level as a player, as in. And I don't. I mean, I don't mean that he won't get to the highest level. I mean his his ceiling will be lower than than the rest of the squad, probably mm-hmm. around around that. And yet, you will still have ten moments from his Liverpool career where you go, "That was brilliant," yeah. and not just not just a funny turn in a game, you know in the middle of a game but in a win in the San Siro against Ibrahimovic and also a goal at Burnley also you know tackling with his head and things like that and you know big wins that Liverpool have had and, and at Old Trafford and in the Champions League and you know Mark and Karim Benzema pretty well in, at Anfield and you know achievements in yeah. his career and yeah. and he's he's the less the lesser of Liverpool's you know five centre-backs that's not bad, is it's it? It's not bad at all. Where, what, what do you think's next for him? Because you know, we had a lot of conversations in the summer and we talked about, I think most people said the sensible thing was to keep him around yeah, so and yeah, get the lay of the land. 
we've got the lay of the land now. Gomez is back fit yeah, once again. On. Obviously comes on at right back. He won't have done his you know the value of his stock any harm with that no, performance. No. That was probably the worry, wasn't it? I think I we, we had this conversation in the summer, certainly at some point, maybe around that, that time he played in the um, in the Papa John's where we said. Can he, you know, Liverpool? Obviously, Liverpool wanted too much money for him in the summer. Otherwise, I think he would have been sold. Mm-hmm. You know, can he can he command the same sort of fee? But when you think about it, I mean, he he come on at Preston and not conceded a goal. He's played in the San Siro and not conceded a goal. He, uh, sorry, he did concede a goal, didn't he? Sorry, yeah. um, but he's, he's played well in the San Siro. Yeah, he's not. He's not getting any worse, is he? You know, it's not sort of he's not a, a less appealing prospect now. I don't think than he was in the summer, which is interesting. But I think if you think what comes next, personally, I think from his point of view, I think he probably needs to get out of Liverpool in in January. I would say, um, maybe on loan till the end of the season and see if he can sort of, you know, do the shop window thing and and, and really play a lot of games. I'd be sad. I'd be sad, and I think a lot of Liverpool fans would be sad if he does do that. But You've got to think about it from him. He's 24. He's, you know, he's. With Ian Klopp's comparing to Lewandowski, we're comparing to Baresi and Chiellini. You don't want to be sitting on the bench for Liverpool, or not even sometimes not even on the bench for Liverpool. You want to be playing football. He's missed a lot of football in his youth days, really, because he he was a late bloomer. You know, he he didn't play. It was not like he Liverpool got him from Bolton, where he played 80 games. You know, yeah. he never played for Bolton even before he came so I think he, he does need to go and play some football I think he'd like to go and play some football I think Liverpool would be fair to him if, if an offer came in and I expect that there will be some offers I, I would maybe say more likely loan than permanent mm-hmm. but that's you know again a lot of things change easily in the in the January market but I would I would think there's a fair chance he, he leaves Liverpool in January Anyone you think you'd be having a little poke around? Do you know I think should be Evan Yes Yeah <laughs> I think they should, but I don't think they will. Obviously, and I'm not sure what the re- response would be if they did. But if you, I was looking at that and I was thinking, God, wouldn't they love him? Wouldn't Wouldn't Everton love a player like him who puts his head on everything? He yeah. doesn't take r- silly risks, but he can play football, and he, he'd make a difference to them, hundred um, percent. But I think there'll be some Premier League clubs definitely. I think maybe in the summer. He might have had to settle for top end of the championship mm-hmm. if he'd have wanted to force through a move. But I think now, I think it, it's it underlines Newcastle. Would you say Newcastle might be an ideal sort of, you know, look, we need to stay up. We need someone who's going to defend properly, not do stupid things like yeah. Kieran Clark the other week and get sent off after eight minutes or whatever it was. Now Phillips might fit the bill perfectly for them. Yeah, no, that's interesting stuff. And it kind of leads us on to a similar conversation because I, a lot of the words you're saying there, I think we could easily transpose onto Divock Origi yeah, in yeah. the summer. I just want to know your thoughts on this because personally, I feel like I've had a bit of like a, an awakening on, on Divock Origi. You know, it kind of ties back to that the art house movie and he, when, he, when he talks <laughs> yeah, about he his but he but he but it, it, it kind of speaks to his mentality a lot yeah, like yeah. he's happy where he is and he believes there's a plan for everything yeah, and yeah. you know he's not he's not he's not like banging on the manager's door saying I'm play me or I'm out he clearly yeah. understands his role within the squad and it it you know I don't know whether Liverpool would bite someone's hand off for a, for a half-decent Divock offer, which changes the landscape of this completely. But it does feel as though he's 
against the football grain in some regards. Yeah, yeah. He's happy to do what he does for you know Liverpool. What, what strikes me with him, and, and you're right in the, in the way the weakening's a good one in this regard, because we see the job of a footballer as being the Saturday, don't we? Or the game. Yeah. But there's more to it than that. So we're, they're going into work every day. And what's work? You know, what, how's work? You know, like, how's work? It was great, yeah. I went in, trained with Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, and the egg club was talking to me, and the facilities were incredible. And you know, we got the best possible care for my injury, and blah blah blah. That's work. Obviously, the the glory, the glory part is the. Yeah. Did you get ninety on Saturday? No, I didn't. I got ten. Yeah. Yeah, but but some players can can accept that and can can separate that sort of world. I think Divock is one of those players. I mean. That, we don't know too much about him, do we? Because he doesn't do a great deal of sort of interviews because he doesn't play an awful lot. So we don't really get a, you know, he's not as well known as, let's say, someone like Andy Robertson or Trent, where we see a lot of them and we think you can get a good handle on what type of character they are, almost salad even. Um, but yeah, he he's not dead yet, is he? In, at Liverpool, you know. You, let's let's not even talk about the the, the 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 goals. Let's talk about the performances. I thought he was brilliant when he came on at Wolves. Yeah, you know, and even if he doesn't get the the win the um, the winning goal, you go made a difference there, Origi. You know, like maybe could have brought him on a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. West Ham, you think that you go give us a chance. West West Ham there, Milan. You say what a good, what a good player he is. You know, better than better than their forwards, and he's yeah. and he's Liverpool's fifth choice. So he's got something to offer. Um, I'd be interested to see. I mean, Jürgen, Jürgen's had a good go at selling him, hasn't he? And you know, in, in his press conference last week, sort of saying, "I hope he finds a manager who's nicer to him than I am," you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. which which is a bit unusual. But I know you know what he means. But it would be interesting to see if if anyone sort of took him up on that that challenge and went, "Actually, I'll, I'll have a bash at him because he's a good player. He's he's obviously young enough that you can get." a good few years of service out of him and he's proven he can score in the Champions League he can score in the Premier League he can score at international level yeah it's, it's he is a he's an enigmatic I would say he uh, is an enigma isn't he when you, when you consider you know rewind the clock just over 12 months I think most of us would have said if you said right you're going to sell one of Brewster or Rigi yeah I think Almost across the board, everyone would have said, I mean, you can keep Brewster because he's got the great potential yeah, and blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And yet here we are with a guy who can drop into any football match at any like kind of situation. It doesn't matter whether it's high pressure chasing a game yeah. or whether it's starting, you know, starting at Anfield, starting at some of the big stadiums in, in, in the plant. And he'll go and do you a job. He might not do you... The, the, a job, the exact job that Salah, Jota, Firmino, or Mane are going to do, but he'll come in and he'll score you a goal, yeah. or he'll put, or he'll make a nuisance of himself. There's something about him that it's. I don't want to use the word unorthodox because I think it's a little bit. It sounds like down with faint praise. It's mm-hmm. not what it. It's just he he thinks differently to, to other players. So where where you get a player like let's say uh, let's say Firmino in that position like at Wolves. I could sort of imagine where Firmino would have ended up when Salah's in that position. I think Firmino would do the, the and pull it. Can you pull it back to me? Yeah. Whereas Origi would go, no, well, I want to go close to the goal because I think I'm going to score. And and I th- he gets in. You know, you think of the Pickford one, um, the Pickford game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's describing it as the Pickford game, the but you know, you know the yeah. one. Everyone knows the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he missed a sit of that game from about a yard. He hit the post, but it was. He stood a yard out from goal, there. and 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 you, 
and, and he'd only been on the pitch a couple of minutes and you're like, no Liverpool player has got anywhere near the Everton goal in this game and suddenly he's there twice a yard out to score and it's just, I don't. he's just got a bit of a different mentality in and around the penalty area sometimes and it, it's, that's priceless for me. Jot, Jot, I think Jot has got a, a pretty good yeah. handle on that kind of thing. He gets a lot of tap-ins where you go, you know, do you do you think? Do you think the way we that we've actually? I think we're a bit more accommodating of Jota this season. I think you know because he's stylistically totally different to Roberto yeah. Firmino. Do you think the fact that we have been playing with Jota actually serves Rigi quite well because he's a very predatory yeah penalty so area finisher in areas anyway. Yeah. I, I you know I think. I would certainly argue that when we're talking about Mo Salah and they're saying, oh, is Mo Salah passing a bit more or whatever? I think actually Jota is probably the reason for that because Jota makes those kind of runs where you put the ball across the, the, the six-yard box and there's someone there. Yeah. Otherwise, like I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not digging out Bobby Firmino, but I'm saying maybe there are times when Salah's in a position where he's thinking, I can shoot here or I can put it across. Well, there's no one there, so I'll shoot. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I'd rather shoot than pull it back to the penalty spot and hope someone's there. You know, he, he set one up. Southampton wasn't it where he, he just rolls it across the, the six yard box and there's a tap in so yeah maybe that does help Origi I think as well the, fan, the fans being back potentially yeah. you know is, is it a coincidence that someone like Divock Origi doesn't when he does come on as a sub last season there's not that air of expectancy when he's, he's coming off the bench it's a little bit like go and get involved in this rubbish training game that everyone you know hates and wants to finish quickly yeah. But now he comes on and there is that Divock Origi chant and there is that sense of anticipation around the ground and there is that, you know, this is your moment. I loved I loved the, the quote he had said, you know, what did Jürgen say to you? He said, go on and be Divock. Oh, Which, you know, I've, I wrote it and I was quite pleased with myself for writing it. You know, it was like, and he did, didn't he? You know, his 100th sub-appearance just in the nick of time. You know, Mr. Laidback didn't even... His teammates celebrated like it was a 95th minute winner. Divock sort of celebrated like, have we, do we win now? Do we, oh, get, exactly. point, do we get points for that? Do yeah. we, is that? Have I done good? At least he didn't go get the ball this time. <laughs> yeah, no, was, that's, one of the, <laughs> that's one of the great moments, isn't it? Like, like, I, I know Liverpool players and staff who are convinced that he thought it was an equaliser. He thought that was one one, you know, like and he like sums him up really. This yeah. is brilliant. I, I adore him. I, I genuinely do. I mean, there's a point now we mentioned this, and it's not a, a massive sample range, but he he's getting a goal contribution every 58 minutes for Liverpool at this point, which is better than Mo Salah, um, which is give obscene. That, give him that contract. Yeah. Any updates well, on no, contract? No, I know, but that's it, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, everyone's, everyone's going about Salah and Firmino, yeah, man. Like, yeah. this, is, this is a guy, and I suppose, you know, it might present Liverpool with an interesting challenge in January because I can't see any well where they're going to be looking to actively thin out the ranks anymore, yeah. given AFCON. But they're actually equally more likely to have an offer for Origi because of what he's done this yeah, season. I'm Newcastle again there, aren't you? Like, yeah. you're, you're looking at Newcastle somewhere like that, aren't you? In January, a troubleshooter. But I don't think, and I think he's right. I don't think, I don't think he should do that. Whereas now Phillips, I think you, you, your time is. Come and going and, and playing in a relegation battle for a centre back probably is a good idea. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's a good idea for Divock Origi in January. I think there's more there's more for your season. Maybe next summer you can look and say right, re- re- recalibrate. We say it. I've said it the last couple of summers to be honest. But I don't think if you said to him in January, look, Wolves are in for you here. Like, do you fancy it? I would. If I was his advisor, I'd be like, no, no. I said you're, gonna, you're probably going to win the Champions League or the Premier League here, like you know, like just just stick with that and and, and get get yourself another medal, and it'll, Wolves will still be there come the summer, you know, or, or a club of that level. So 
I would, if if I'm if you ask me to predict Nat Phillips leaving in January, I would say very little chance of Origi leaving, mm-hmm. and nor should there be, in my opinion. I think I think both for him and the club, it should be. No, we'll, we'll we'll keep this going until next summer. Well, he, he's got ten appearances in all comps so far. Five in, goals, isn't he? Five goals, two assists. I mean, he's got. So I, sorry, I know this because I, um, I did a, a preview show for someone else today. But he's he's got more goals than Aston Villa's top scorer this season. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, yeah. and and this is Divock Origi, you know, Mister Fifth Choice. Yeah, no, no, it's it's it, it, it's fascinating, but you know, to the point, to your Wolves point as an example, there, you know, he's got ten appearances now at the start of December. By the time we get to New Year, he's probably looking at closer to fifteen. Yeah, yeah. But and there and plus we had January, and if he only then copies that sort of trend, you're looking at thirty odd appearances, yeah, yeah. and you're gonna be. Oh, and there's a there's a reasonable chance that they'll you'll you'll be on the bench if nothing else in some massive games of football. And once you're on the bench, and given the the pedigree that he's got, there's every chance that he plays a plays in a Champions League quarters and a Champions League semi final, yeah. and he could just as easily come on once again in a in a, in a Champions League final and he's going to be at the business end of a Premier League and if they manage to progress in the EFL Cup then there's a chance that he's in that he plays in the, he's definitely going to play in the semi-finals exactly and if you've played in the semi-finals I can't see the reason why he's not, he wouldn't then play in a final if they got that far so is, it's just I, I, I stand by this and it was just a, it was a mad sort of epiphany on this this week of like mm. We've been conditioned to think that somehow, if you don't want to be the first name on the team sheet, yeah. you lack ambition and you're not good enough, I, I and listen, you should be moving on. I listened to a match of the day. I think it was just match of the day. I don't think it was match of the day too, but it was um, Danny Murphy and Jermaine Genus talking about him and saying I couldn't have done it. Yeah. And, fa- and, and fair enough, that's yeah. them. But I listened to Mika Richards on the Monday, and he was saying, "Well, he said, yeah, he said if you're a midfielder whose job." Is sort of if you're Danny Murphy, you sort of lit in his career. A lot of it was like right, I'm, I I sort of get the ball and dictate, and I do this. And Jermaine Genus was, you know, he was he was a bit of a wonder kid when he came through, wasn't he? And you know, he yeah. was going to become a star. He said, but me and, and Mika Richards was like, I was a right back. He said, and yet if I'm on the bench, he said, I'm like, well, what's the point of me being on the bench? I'm a right back. You know, like what what am I going to get? Ten minutes to defend the lead? Yeah. That's not good enough for me. Yeah. He said, but a striker, he said, fifteen minutes for a striker is gold. He yeah. said as a sub, he said it, it's. It's glory, basically. You know, You're like, getting the dr- the dream job for anyone yeah. is to be thrown on up. Like, like, like nobody dreams about coming on at right back. Yeah. Everybody yeah, yeah, dreams yeah. about coming on yeah, in a massive game of football up front. I spoke to Joe Gomez about about I like, just just before I was interviewing him. I spoke about something. And I think he come on the Champions League final, Joe Gomez, and I laughed and I said he went. Uh, he said just being on the pitch was great. He said, but I ended up I think got booked. I think Joe Gomez got booked in the, ch- in the in the last minute of the Champions League final. He fell over basically, face planted, and pulled someone down. I got a yellow card. He said, "I came on." He said, "Just after the had scored." He said, "What can I achieve there?" He said, I can, "All I can do is is blow it." Yeah. You know, like I, I come on and people go, oh, "Remember when he brought Joe Gomez on? We let two goals." You know, like that, that, that's the, that's the mindset of a defender. I remember there was times when Lovren had come on when Liverpool were holding on one nil or two one, and and you'd be like. Oh, he's brought on another centre back. You know, like that's a. It's a negative move, but b. It's also it's put them in a position where they're maybe not warmed up. He's, with a striker, it's the complete opposite. No one would have if Liverpool draw that game nil nil. No one would have said, "Oh, Rigi." You know, yeah. maybe maybe you would have in a sort of a, a more advanced discussion. You'd have said, "We drew nil nil, or we could turn to as a Rigi." But really, no one blames him for it. You can only be a hero when you're coming on, and that was another. You know, that that does feed into that sort of. Oh yeah, people. You know, there's a different way to look at it. 
Mika Richards made that point of if you're a forward and you're a sub, it's a it's different to yeah. being a you know a, a hold midfielder or a centre back or a goalkeeper and being a sub. You know, there's a lot more for you in being a sub as a striker, especially the club at Liverpool. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. It's fascinating to see and you know the idea that this could be like he could have a, the best season he's ever had for Liverpool because <laughs> people go on about the um, you know the Champions League winning season. It wasn't he didn't co- doesn't come into the team until mid season anyway. Yeah, like November December wasn't it? You know, he came out Belgrade away wasn't it? I remember that being a bit of like a. Like almost like a difficult still plays for Liverpool. You know, yeah, like, yeah. wow, I didn't know. Yeah, I was too busy being spat on by uh, by Red Star fans to really pay attention to what was happening off the sun's bench in yeah, that in that particular game. Didn't go to that one. Yeah, um, right. We'll move things on to another uh, you know uh, attacking option that Liverpool have, and one that was uh, very much a uh, key place for Liverpool uh, when the team came out. Once again, here we were, where we don't have a we have a, the player cards for the for the starting eleven boards, and we very much there, did yeah. not have one for Max, Max uh, Waltman. Um, who is who is Max Waltman? Who is Max Waltman? Yeah, so he is Tyler Morton's best mate, and that makes it sound like he's brought him along. <laughs> <laughs> Put a kit on, you're gonna have a yeah. go. Not true, obviously, but they best mates from childhood. They're still in childhood, really, yeah. but. From the age of five, it was a great picture. I don't know if you've seen Tyler Morton put a picture up of them in their Liverpool kits when they were five and in their Liverpool kits when they were in the San Siro yeah. on, on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday, sorry. Fantastic. Um, so he's a, he's a player who's come through from the same uh, boys' club in, in the Whittle Greenleys. Uh, there's another lad at the academy as well, Sean Wilson, who's a fullback who, who is part of that. And there's a lad at uh, Everton called Lewis Warrington. So there's four players around the, the Merseyside. Um, youth scene at the moment from that same club I think Jay Spearing as well came through there um, so he, he's been at Liverpool since pre-academy five, six years of age bit of a sort of rise in the last 12 months with the 18s he, he, they had a lot of problems with forwards last year and so he, he was pressed into being the centre forward I don't think that was naturally where he plays I think he was more of a sort of attacker midfielder a bit of a winger You know, quite small and slight so mm-hmm. I think he was sort of put out into that position away from the muck and bullets if you like and he's done really well last season part of the side which got to the, the Youth Cup final scored at Anfield in the quarter final I think it was was it quarter final semi Arsenal they beat Arsenal at Anfield probably would have been the semi I'd imagine I love it when you ask those questions but you're not asking them of me yeah uh, I'm just thinking <laughs> it's what it's thinking time basically yeah, yeah, yeah. buying yourself a few seconds <laughs> but I think it was Arsenal it would have been the semi I don't want they wouldn't have played the quarter final at Anfield um, and Scored about 14, 15 goals. I think he was the top scorer in the academy last season, um, all in. So he's done done well. Obviously, really, I think it was a surprise, to be honest, that he was with the first team. The, the 19s had a big game, obviously, and he you know, he didn't play in that. But comes on, makes his debut, boyhood Liverpool fan. Great lad, nice, nice kid, really nice guy. We, we spoke to him after the game earlier this season at, at uh, Everton at Southport. And um, he's a nice kid, you know, Got a good good way about him, a little bit about him, and him and Tyler are thick as thieves. And uh, yeah, there he was coming on in the San Siro and getting a getting a little chance. There was a little moment, wasn't there, when you thought Oxley Chamberlain was gonna gonna switch a ball to him, and Ox, Ox sort of did the old pro thing and went for the corner. And thought, oh, Max <laughs> Walton run through and score in the yeah, San Siro. Yeah, yeah, but absolutely. he's got he's he's a decent little player, you know. Look, he's got he's got a long way to go before he's playing for Liverpool's first team and there were a few people I, I tweeted about it and there was a couple of people who the, the usual comments you know last that's his first and only and you're like well 
Great. Thanks I mean, why that. would yeah. you be even? Yeah, one more money or you, isn't it? Yeah. No, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. um, but he's got a long way to go, but he's a nice little player. He's got a, got a you know, bit of cuteness around the box. He can finish, but two-footed, got a like, nice bit of movement. Physically, he's got a lot a lot to, to, to improve, but clever player and, you know, he'll be, ten, you know, I can only imagine what he was feeling like when he if he goes back to training with the 23s or the, 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 the youth team. On Thursday, you know, he must have been coming ten feet tall, and why wouldn't you? Same, yeah. I mean, also, I mean, should point out, he didn't get on. But James Norris, another one, another local lad on the bench. Um, Harvey Davis, the young goalkeeper on the bench, local lad. Connor Bradley on comes on. So, what a proud night for the academy. Nico Williams playing well. Tyler Morton playing well. Yeah. Nat Phillips playing well. Yeah. You know, come through. Proud night for the academy, and I know there was a lot of coaches and a lot of good good staff there who would have been raising a glass of something, I think, about 10 o'clock on, on oh, Tuesday. Alex Engel thought of just putting his feet up, sitting back yeah. and smiling yeah. a little bit there. 100%. But, you know, I mean... He, well, I he, think about him, sorry. Yeah. I remember going to the um, to youth games at Anfield when he just taken over. He just When he just arrived from, from Tottenham, yeah. when he was the manager. And, like, like that Liverpool side was nowhere near Spurs' youth side at the yeah. time. Um, and, you know, he was talking along about, like, you know, it was a process and building yeah. up and... To get to this point, oh, it was is a brilliant ridiculous. one. So someone shared when the cup draw was made this week, Shrewsbury. Someone shared the team. Obviously, you know, get the band back together, sort of thing. You know, this is the team. But you look at that team now, and you go, well, Curtis Jones was captain. This is the Anfield one, the yeah. replay. So Curtis Jones was captain. Harvey Elliott was playing. Nico Williams was playing. Keanu Hoover, who is playing the Premier League for Wolves, <laughs> to Liverpool's benefit yeah, absolutely. on it on, on Saturday. Although I, I saw him. Just going off tangent, but he apologised on social media, and you thought, "Oh, come on, yeah, mate, you don't need do to do that. Absolutely no need for you know for anyone to feel like they have to do that." But you had Keanu Hoover, you had Seth Vandenberg, who's playing the Champions Championship. You've got Adam Lewis, who's playing in the SPL. Liam Miller, who's playing for Basel in the Europa League and and the Swiss League. Uh, Leighton Clarkson, Jay Kane, who are both playing in the Football League. Now, it's not the worst youth team you've ever seen. You know, yeah. when you when you when you boil it down, you say, "Wow, Kevin Keller, who's in goal." You know, you're like. No wonder they won. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. sort of. Yeah. Well, and I, and I and I would point this out. Dave Lynch would back me up on this. I predicted exactly what would happen in that game. I said, I remember going in and you're like, "What score do you think Shrewsbury win this?" I was like, "Liverpool will win." I said, "Liverpool." Just the only thing, the only question is, who will? How will Liverpool score a goal? They will win. Shrewsbury won't get the ball off them, and it, it happened. I remember sort of having a really smug look of like. These are good players, you know. Yeah. Liverpool are making good players. They might not be good enough to play for Liverpool. 150, 200 games. They are very good players, and there's a lot more of them coming through at, at Anfield at the moment. It's funny because I remember saying at the time because I haven't gone to the Villa game, the the the, the yeah, now yeah. infamous Villa game with no with all the children. Yeah. That Curtis Jones had travelled to 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 Qatar, to, to Qatar. Yeah. So had uh, Nico Williams as well because yeah. Keanu Hoover played right back that night. Yeah. And if you put uh, and and Bruce Brewster was injured, yeah. like if you'd put those three lads into mm-hmm. that team, it would have had a much better yeah, chance of beating them. As well, another yeah. one who would have probably played. Yeah. And then you put Curtis Jones and and just Curtis Jones and Nico and obviously uh, yeah into that into that yeah. side and lo and behold they were. Capable yeah. of uh, winning scary. Yeah. scary. yeah, brilliant. But there's a lot of good players coming through at that academy, you know. And we might, as I say, there might be a, been a lot of people saying Max Waltman, you know, like where did that come from? And James Norris and whoever. But you know, if they're nothing else, they know how to play Liverpool football. They might not be physically, you know, elite. They might yeah. not be technically elite yet, but they 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 know how to play. And I think I thought Nico Williams 
encapsulated it brilliantly. You know what a he's he's always wholehearted all action, but what a what a great sight to see him doing so well in in recent recent games. And I think Wales can take a lot of credit for that personally. I think I think he he's sort of rediscovered a little bit of oomph through playing for Wales. Yeah, absolutely. I was really really impressed. Uh, Look, let's move things on and the 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 looming impending. Um, acronym of doom is AFCON um, there's, there were rumours this week that it would be postponed obviously the rise of the Omicron yeah, variant that, goals claim that's been uh, well it, it has been rubbished so far but what's your, what's your take on all yeah, this I don't, I don't know I mean look I, I'm done predicting anything COVID, <laughs> COVID wise Omicron Omicron um, but I could see why it would be I wouldn't be you know I wouldn't be at all surprised if if there's more coming in that regard, just because the world's in, a, in the grip of it at the moment, and I think you know a lot of a lot of countries being added to red lists and, and blah blah blah. You know, obviously it'd be a huge blow to Afcon, to Cameroon, to to these players and these 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 nations if it was, but. I don't think you could rule it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, I know, there'll be a lot of Liverpool fans who will have their fingers crossed, which you know is understandable. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, I don't know. I mean, I think Liverpool are still planning around the idea that after after the Chelsea game, they hope. And I think Jürgen said last week. He said, "I'm, I'm an optimistic person." He said, "But I'm, I'm I've got a good feeling that, that the players would be available for that Chelsea game, um, which obviously benefits Chelsea as well." But um, I think the plan around that, you know, the January is, you know, Afcon. Yeah, it's such. A, I mean, again, from a Liverpool perspective, it, it's a shame that there's a lot of people who are, and it's it, it's a it's an unpleasant situation to be yeah. in when you're wishing, yeah, you know, for the circumstances that will need to arise for this to 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 happen, are not positive things that we need to have yeah, have exactly. happen in the world. So it is tough. I mean, it, I completely understand that you you're a Liverpool fan. You, you care about your club, don't you? I mean, you get it with... There was a lot of people within the summer when Trent pulled out of the England squad who said, great, he gets a rest. Yeah. And, and, you know, I can see what they mean. It's probably just best to keep it to yourself yeah. <laughs> instead of saying it. Yeah, but yeah. there are a lot of people who will be thinking, ooh, there's half a chance here that it could be off. I think I, I, I'm, I'm one of them who thinks there is, there is a half chance of it, but I couldn't tell you, you know, any info on it. Put it yeah. that way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, let's move things on then. Um... Cave <laughs> uh, Solicol. I always get that wrong whenever. Yeah, whenever, Cave, yeah. yeah Cave. Um, ha, a, a Sky Cave has tweeted this uh, PSG willing to listen to offers for G- Jorginho Wijnaldum to go out on loan next month. Player would be open to a move back to Premier League. Arsenal thought to be an option. Yeah. Um, wow. Would be the, the initial reaction to that. So much to get to get stuck into there. One, wow, the absolute cheek of PSG. If that is the case, you know, you've you've waited, you've 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 made such a concerted effort to get this player, and now you don't you 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 don't like him after after a couple of months, you know, because why would you not like Genie Wijnaldum? I could imagine the reason would be something like Neymar doesn't like him, or. He's not sexy enough, basically. Yeah, that would probably be the only the only way yeah. that you'd you'd sort of you'd not want Genie Wijnaldum in your squad, especially if you were like PSG. You're gonna walk league, but you what you need is a little bit more nous to win the Champions League and a little bit more sort of solidity and 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 discipline and whatever. 
yeah, you'd keep him, wouldn't you? Really, I, I think I think that would be my my advice to, to PSG. Um, Arsenal is an option. You feel for Genie if that's the case. Yeah, you know, I, I I don't want don't want to get into an Arsenal sort of dig out, but Genie Wijnaldum is better than Arsenal. And Gene is above, is and above that's, that. But that's, that's the problem, isn't it? Is that the, the clubs that he's good enough for, there's no one in there's no one in England who's really yeah. gonna be in the market for that. I mean yeah. I, I can't do you think Liverpool would would consider uh, that, that, it? I mean that's that's that would obviously be the, the the first thing a lot of people would have gone to, wouldn't it? Was Gene Wijnaldum's available on loan? Get him. <laughs> It'd be hard to see Liverpool doing it. Because I mean, one would Genie want it? You know, Genie, Genie sort of made a point that he wasn't appreciated. You know, whether whether you agreed with him or not, what he was saying, he did sort of make the point that he felt he was under undervalued. He felt he got a lot of criticism off Liverpool fans for mm-hmm. for when results were bad. So, would he want to come back? You know, it's a client. I know players do players do. You know, Wayne Rooney went back to Everton, didn't he? After the you know they <laughs> you know they want to believe, they, to believe. Yeah, of course you've done all that. So. Players are happy to leave their sort of morals behind occasionally, but does Gini Ronaldo want to go back into that? And also, I'm guessing one of the reasons he would go out and low would be because he's not playing every game. Would he? I don't. He's not going to play every game for Liverpool no. anymore. I know he did. <laughs> I know he did previously. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think Liverpool have got to the position where he he wouldn't play every game now if he even if he was here. So does he want that stuff? I my personal view on it, and I don't. You know, it's not based on great insight knowledge on this one. Sorry, I know it's Geno insight. This is Geno hunch. Yeah. Um, but is that? I think he'll stay at PSG. I think. I think they'd be mad to get rid of him in January on loan. You know, if they don't like him, okay, next summer they've made it. They can spin a little profit on him, got him on a free, and you can sell him for probably fifteen million. But let them go in the middle of the season when they're going for the Champions League and they're in a position where they feel they could win it would be. It'd be madness. It's the only other one, and, and again, because it's the most obvious name to link everyone with transfer-wise, but it's the one that actually makes sense in its own way, is Newcastle. And that, in so much as yeah. he fits that bill, because he loves Newcastle, and he has a real great affinity for yeah. the city and for the and for the people and, and that football club. So there's that. It's whether like he wants to take that step because that's a massive step down now. It was yeah, a step yeah. it was a huge step up, but it was actually a much it was a much smaller step up from Newcastle to Liverpool at the time, given that Liverpool was still on the bill on the rise. Mm. Um he's at the he's, he's he's at that level now, the top of football. He doesn't really want would he want to step down? He might do. It's one of the few clubs that would match his current wages as well, potentially. Yeah. yeah. Um it's probably the 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 issue there would be if that was Newcastle chasing the top six, you know, and you could you you're the you're going to be one of the figureheads that's going to make us go from twelfth to sixth or fourth or whatever. You know the sort of I'm trying to think of like the signing, like someone like Adebayor or Craig Bellamy went to Man City in the early days of that. Yeah. You know, and you were like, you know, Milner was one of those ones. I think Gareth Barry, where you were like, yeah, I can see that. You know, you might be moving down the league, but you you're actually you're moving up in that regard. Yeah. But this is Newcastle. 
trying to stay in the league. And he's been relegated with Newcastle before. You know, if you start the season as the, one of the Champions League favourites and you finish it getting relegated to the Championship, that is a big. It's a big decision to make, no matter how much you might like. The it's City an interesting documentary, that isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that. Yeah, it's that record scratch. Isn't it? When you say record scratch, <laughs> yeah, that's me. You might be wondering how I found myself in this position, <laughs> like Barnsley or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you're like, you're like, mm. yeah but I, I, I do see it. I, I would, I would imagine Newcastle would certainly have the phone picked up. Put it that way. It, when when Carvey's tweet drops, I'd imagine if they were already, I think Newcastle might have had their ears pricked and said, hmm, "What do you think?" But for me. Again, obviously, I think he's above Arsenal. I think he's certainly above Newcastle at this moment. Yeah, we um, and the one I guess that's that's, that's set tongues wagging, and obviously, Jude Bellingham did this himself a little bit, you know, with deciding to call out a, a, a man accused yeah, of these, these sterile post-match interviews. I'm sick of them. These, honestly, these media-driven. Uh, sorry, media. Uh, officer driven him and Erling Haaland yeah, you might have the two most interesting young footballers they, that, that in two decades they, 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 they are gold like Jan Agafjord often as boys they they get the <laughs> they bring the fire in their post-match that was incredible wasn't it yeah um, but LC Transfer Room were reporting by a mirror football uh, Liverpool lead the race to sign Jude Bellingham next summer Liverpool now making plans to bring the teenage midfielder back to the UK after his mature displays for Dortmund and England Klopp has not been put off by Bellingham's price tag thoughts well yeah I don't think Klopp cares what the price tag first and foremost you know it's not down to him it'd be Liverpool if Liverpool aren't looking at Jude Bellingham then someone's not doing their job correctly I think the question would be there's a lot there's a lot of questions to be fair but the question would be what is the price tag and what does what do Liverpool feel is most valuable most valuable I think Jude Bellingham is a no-brainer signing for anyone really because he's 15 years probably of high quality performances and potentially potentially one of the best players in the world one of the best midfielders in the world, certainly. Um, he's doing nothing this season to suggest otherwise, really, is he? Besides upsetting referees and yeah. ask, getting, a, getting work on the local police constable's desk after post-match <laughs> interviews. But um, I, I think Liverpool will be looking at Jude Bellingham. I think Liverpool will certainly have their feelers out, as will Chelsea, as will Manchester United, as will Manchester City, surely, you know, if he plays for Dortmund there's a fair chance Bayern Munich will be um, you know, <laughs> yeah. on their on their hind legs having a look over the uh, <laughs> over the fence so I think there'll be a big race for them I mean Dortmund are probably you think they're probably going to lose Haaland next season maybe that will mean they don't have to sell Bellingham but I think there's no no question that he'll outgrow Dortmund if he hasn't already and I don't think there's much of a question that he'll end up back in the Premier League one day. I'd love it to be at Liverpool. And I think it will come down to whether they... where they feel the surgery's needed. So, I mean, Salamane's contract situation, in a in another world, that could mean that it's got to be a forward that you've got to be signing. Can you go and spend £80 million on a midfielder when really there's a forward hole that needs filling? You know, I don't think the rest of the side look pretty well off really they were probably the only two places that you would be spending 70 80 million pounds on a player yeah i guess it depends on it's the it's the squad and it's the players that are there and what the ambitions are of the players in that midfield because right now you know we, having added 
Tyler Morton to the conversation potentially. Mm. You're looking at nine lads, you know, on the books. Milner, how long Milner will go yeah. is, is, is one issue there. But like I said, you know, there's a chance Milner goes. Cater, Ox. Let's not forget as well. We, I mean, Jude Bellingham is an elite prospect. He's probably he's not far off being an elite player at the moment. You know, it's probably a season away from that 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 status for me, from what I've seen of him. But Liverpool got Harvey Elliott, Curtis Jones. Like you say, Tyler Morton. Okay, okay. Let's not throw Tyler Morton to the wolves just yet. But they've got some good prospects in in the midfield area. They mm-hmm. they can they can do it. The question obviously then is players like Cater and Oxley Chamberlain and what you know. How much more faith are they going to be given? You know, they're obviously eighteen months on the contract, so that there could be holes there. But in terms of a young midfielder coming in. It's not like Liverpool. Oh God, Liverpool needs a young midfielder who's got a bit of potential to yeah. come in. You know, they have got that, but Bellingham is probably just a, a level above. And you know, he plays in a bit of a. He can always play as an attacker, almost can't he? You know, the, the way the way he plays, you've seen him do that for Dortmund. So, I think I think there's a big chance that he he, play, he comes to the Premier League. I think there's a chance he comes to Liverpool, but I'm not sure when. If you want to if you want to go that far, or I, I wouldn't say how. I wouldn't like to say how sort of strong the chances that he comes to Liverpool. Yeah, I mean, it, you, when you look at like how how you go about long term replacing Jordan Henderson, and even how do you go about improving on what Liverpool yeah. have got? Like he's literally there. You know, he's like yeah. eight, eighteen years old, tall, good on the ball, great English. engine, English. Yeah, you know all the other things. Yeah. He, 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 like, he also looks like he's got a personality about him, doesn't he? I know. Yes. I know we're joking about the the interview he gave. No, but at eighteen, that's an eighteen year old lad doing that. You know, I've heard people talk about him. He's got a young brother who's. Do you remember John Flanagan's first interviews at eighteen? Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I remember Stephen Gerrard. He's got tons of personality, by the way, yeah, John yeah, Flanagan. Yeah, you think of Stephen Gerrard or someone like that? You know, I wouldn't have imagined him going out and, and speaking like that. You know, Jordan Henderson hmm? at eighteen. So. He's he's got he's got a lot about he's got a lot to like about Jude Bellingham. I think he's got a younger brother coming through, hasn't he? Joby at, at Birmingham. Who, yeah. yeah, well, looking maybe, for a shirt retirement. Maybe see how he yeah, maybe see how he uh, how he comes. I get get two for the price of one. Yeah, I don't know. Is this a um, um, yeah? We've had, we always had the is the is the younger brother the Even better. In, yeah? Well, yeah. So is that is that, I mean, I'm sure Phil Neville might, you, might make yeah, that case. Are you thinking of the um, the I think thinking Joel of and, Tor- and Torgan Hazard and Torgan, he's a good yeah, player like you know I mean? or jo- uh, Jordan Lukaku was the other one wasn't he who come through it and play for he played for Lazio obviously but yeah, yeah. I, but there's always that like, rumour isn't it you know like when there's a, a, a whiz kid out there's always like his younger brother's even better no. like, when you see him yeah. when you see this kid going yeah, through yeah, but, absolutely yeah. well fingers crossed on the Jude Bellingham stuff I'm sure that one will continue to, to rumble on and as you say there's no way Liverpool wouldn't be wouldn't no. be having a look ch- at that. If there's a chance, I think if there's a chance to get him, I think Liverpool will be right in there. The, the chance depends on where he wants to go, which, again, you know, I think he, his dad, I've seen his dad sort of dismiss reports in the past and, you know, sort of, he's quite hot on, if there's some transfer rumours, he's like, this is false. So I think they've got a good idea of his career path and, and how to guide him and that kind of thing. And he's already made one pretty good decision by going to Dortmund when he could have gone to United from Birmingham but the chance depends on where he wants to go and and what Liverpool have and have need to need to do you know I don't I don't see so let's say if Liverpool make the decision that they have to really break up that front front line and buy a they're not going to buy Jude Bellingham but yeah. if Liverpool make the decision that I, you know what we're going to get another 3 or 4 years out of this this way of playing 
he'd be right in the mix. Absolutely. Well, there you go. That is this week's Jerno Insight. Let's hope that, uh, yeah, let's just get Bellingham boxed in January. Eh? That'll, be, mm. that'll, that'll be absolutely fine. Um, might have to wait a little bit longer for all that. Um, we're going to be on the countdown to January from, from next week, really. We're mixing up the schedule. I think it's Monday we're doing record. We're recording next week. Yeah. And part, just saying that to, to, so, yeah, to remind you. Thursday's Newcastle at home, isn't yeah. it? So. Absolutely, we'll mix things up next week, but do stay tuned. More Jano insight to come and plenty more for you guys uh, around Redmen Plus. Uh, Don't forget, if you are a club legend subscriber, you can get involved in our daily prize draws. Over a £1,000 worth of gear to give away, including a signed Kenny Dougley shirt on Christmas Day. Uh, So if you haven't checked that out, do. Uh, And yeah, we'll be back with more Jano insight next week. Ta-da.